Hello and welcome to Business Without Bullshit at the Nourish Awards 2023, where we popped in to have a chat with nominated founders of the UK's leading health food brands about the highs and lows of running their businesses and what a lovely bunch they were. Bright minds with forward-thinking health-conscious products. And first up, we spoke to founder and CEO of the Nourish Awards, Diana Babix. Hi, my name is Diana, Diana Babix, and I'm the founder of the Nourish Awards. Fantastic. Why did you start the Nourish Awards? Oh, because there were so many brands and products that I've seen over the years that were never recognized. And I think that everybody, especially next generation, needs food and healthy options available. So I'm there to support those businesses who, who make those products. Fantastic. And, you know, throughout all of your years in the business and in the industry, what would you say is the biggest challenge that businesses and the industry is facing right now? In the food and beverage industry, I think the same as any business is the actual ability to run a business because we see so many amazing products over the years. Uh, but everybody has to have the ability to actually market that product because it's, it's a million miles away from making something in, in your own kitchen, which is really great than actually market it. So that's, that's a challenge. If there was um, one piece of advice you could give to anyone who is looking to break into the industry right now, what would it be? Uh, research. Research really well because I think it's a, it's a very competitive industry now. And, and have, a, have some kind of a marketing budget and, and a go-to-market plan of, uh, you know, how you're going to, to launch that product onto the market. And, you know, from a broader sense, is there any advice you could offer to any type of entrepreneur out there right now? Again, Research, I think it's, it's just so important. A lot of the times I think entrepreneurs don't research enough, so they may come up with products or ideas that doesn't actually solve a problem. So you need to know what problem you're solving. I heard this fantastic anecdote once. Uh, well, not even anecdote, it was a piece of advice from a founder who said, how about this? How about if entrepreneurs, before they make their product, they go out to the market and ask them if they actually want it? Yes, good advice. Right? Before actually <laughs> spending hundreds of thousands of pounds on researching it, making it, and then trying to take it to market, and then realizing, oh, there isn't a market for it. So yeah, research is key, guys. All right, you have key. to solve a problem. You have to solve a problem. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I think probably to do very strong branding for any business that you need to brand up. Your brand needs to be strong and visible and represent uh, what is behind your business. And it's not just a logo or a, or a color that can change or be updated, but actually to have, have a voice and, and have a, you know, have, have a brand mm. that is very strong. So branding is key. I think branding is really key in, in any industry. Let's flip it. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever been given? The worst piece of advice? Probably to do with accounts and finances. I think a lot of people kind of think, yeah, you can just do your own books. Like, no, you can't. You, you actually, I, I had so many kind of going arounds and to get a really good accountant. I think it's really, really key. Yeah. Find a good accountant, right? Yeah. But understanding all the legislation and, and the ins and outs, especially in the Hire food industry, the, like the VAT in the food industry of like, you know, half the products do, half the product don't. And the difference between chocolate and hot chocolate, you know, you need a good accountant. If there was one piece of health advice you could offer to business founders and entrepreneurs out there right now, what would it be? Try and keep work-life balance. I think it's really important, but it's it's a juggling act for most people to, to do work and, and home life. And we always have really busy period, like for myself, you know, organizing the judging or organizing, you know, this event. But I know that my rest time is scheduled in afterwards and my family time is scheduled. So it's, it's very purposeful. When I know I have a busy time, I actually, I'm very strict and I block out my diary to have time out. Do you find that easy? 
Um, I find that so difficult. It's, it is difficult, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's a must because I think once you go through a couple of burnouts, which I have done in the past, then you realize that actually I'm, I'm not useful to anyone. So I, I, yeah, I will take time off. I was off with my son last weekend. Um, you know, we just wandered around the town because there's just only so much you can do. We, we are not robots. We need to recharge. Uh, and, and, and that gives the energy back. So I know when I have even just three or four days off, which doesn't happen very often, but when I do afterwards, I come back so energized and full of ideas and, and creativity and all the things that I want to do. Very well said. Finally, is there any type of business or life hack advice you could offer? Read lots of books. That's such a good one. It's so because true. Because there's so many books. And, and, and actually, we are on the move. I usually have uh, audio books that I'm listening to. I'm driving so much. Oh, so you're an audiobook person. Well, I do like to read as well, but I'm, my eyes get tired by the evening but because I'm spending hours in a car every day and driving my son around and driving to the office and back and shopping. And, you know, I, I live in quite rural uh, Gloucestershire, so there's a lot of driving. And it's all kind of wasted time. But if you have an audiobook on... Uh, I'm actually getting through a lot more uh, without. You tend to absorb more via the audio book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's a really good book, I will get the book afterwards and try and read it. But it's, um, you know, I don't feel that it's a wasted time. And I think people that commute as well, anywhere, whether you're on, on a, you know, on a tube or driving or whatever, actually, or, or even while you're running, just having the audio book because there's so many great business books that you can, uh, or self self improvement books uh, that can that can help. Fantastic, Diane. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. We also spoke to Nourish Award nominees Priya Kolyot from the Keto Elf, Simona Diefta from Nojo London, Lucy Bros from Juicy Lucy's Kitchen, Eleanor Buzanard from Nucci, Adrian Beckett from Newsest London, Julia Beretti from Sunny and Luna, Maya Qureshi from Rhythm Nutrition, Terry O'Ridden from the Keto Chefs, Abigail Harper from Earth Nuts, Bethan Thomas from Hot Tea Mama, Louise Gross from Golo Baking, Artemis Haji Georgiou from Manayi, and Yulia Alawi from Verity Labs. Here are the highlights. If there was anyone trying to break into the industry right now, what kind of advice could you give them? Do your research because this is the fourth product I've launched in the last, I think I started from 2021 trying to run a business. And my, I rebranded completely because it was a different product. I've had three different products before. And because I was learning on the go, I realized, okay, this one doesn't have either the shelf life or it's not scalable or there's not enough demand because people just want grab and go or depending on the, the customers you're aiming to um, get. So if I were to start over again, I'd really do my research bef- instead of just putting money in and time in and testing Market it out. research, product research again and again and again. I think use data. There is a lot of available data out there. Nielsen, Kantar, Mental, whatever. They're just read your data, analyze the market, and also utilize support communities. We are so lucky in England to have amazing, responsive people. So contact someone from the industry, talk to customers, like go in the shop and be like, would you buy something like that if it was here for one pound or whatever the RRP would be? And uh, use LinkedIn. Don't do it. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. All right. Why? Well, unless you've got the finances and the team and the support network around you, everything else has to be put on hold. It's really tricky. You have to be super, super into what you're doing. You have to have the passion. If you haven't got the passion, don't do it. If you've got the passion and you believe in what you're doing, absolutely go for it. Do you have any advice for 
any type of entrepreneur out there right now? Yes, I would say treat failure as a learning exercise. Don't be afraid to fail. Start and adapt as you go. It's never perfect. I mean, I have a MacBook and the mouse has a charger on the bottom. You know, <laughs> they got it wrong. We can get it wrong. <laughs> Love that. That's so true, isn't it? It's so awkward to charge your mouse. It's so true. Fantastic point. I think once you've done your research and tested your model, hopefully, and checked that um, there is a market for the product that you might want to launch or the business you might want to launch, is to be really clear on your vision, set your sales, set the course, and stick to it. Mm -hmm. um, and if you do that with the right amount of energy and passion, then you'll soon attract everything you need for success. Patience, guys. Patience. So I run the business by myself. I work full time and at the moment it's more like a hobby. Wow. Now the challenges I face, I don't know if I can speak for everyone, but for me it's very unique in the sense that I'm learning on the go. And sometimes I feel like if I had like a mentor or somebody to look up to who's already done this and um, they're willing to help me like show the ropes and how to get forward, that would have made it so much easier and less expensive because I felt like sometimes I was just throwing money into an empty pit and I wasn't getting back what I wanted. So, so that's guidance. Main, guidance, yeah, yeah that's, that's the main your biggest challenge. challenge right yeah. now. Okay, fair. Yeah, there's a lot to be said mm. for having a mentor. Just someone you can just have there as a sounding board. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Fully get that. Be persistent. I think that's the most, probably the most important thing. Some days you feel like you're conquering the world. Some day you feel what I'm doing with your life, mm -hmm. <laughs> to be completely honest. But then the satisfaction of you actually making even if a tiny change is, is fantastic. You really feel you changing something. And I think the new generation, I mean, you can see in the UK how many new brands are coming. And I think it's, it's the sign that people want something different and want something new. And I think when you have a moment that is not great, just be persistent, remember what you're doing and look at the big picture. Don't look at the small picture. Remember your mission every day. That's what really helps you to keep going and with a lot of, I mean, you need a lot of positivity as well. I'm not going to lie. One business hack is speak to your customers. You'll be surprised at how much you learn and how, think, how differently they think to you. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Business Without Bullshit is brought to you by Ori Clark. Straight talking financial and legal advice since 1935. You can find us at oriclark.com. Okay, so what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? The best piece of advice I was ever given was from my wife. So we started our company during COVID, right in the middle of lockdown. I was made redundant. I was an executive chef in London, and there was no job for chefs at that time. Um, and we were playing with the recipes, and it just proved really popular. And she was the one who said to me, you know what, just make this your job and go for it. And it's really paid off in dividends for us. I think somebody said um, growth doesn't happen inside your comfort zone. And I really, I liked that. Because as much as sometimes you think, oh, no, 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 I don't want to do it. You know, I don't want to do it. It, it is true. And um, yeah, I would say I you just got to do something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable. Growth doesn't happen inside your comfort Absolutely. zone. Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't. Don't give up. Don't give up. Did you ever want to give up? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. What, what made you persevere? Oh, well, belief that it's a genuine need. So yeah, having worked in the tea industry all my life, knowing that nobody was doing what we were doing and that I felt it was needed. But maybe just a bit of idiocy. Like, if you can genuinely sort of get knockbacks and just carry on, it's great. Like, we are nationwide with Holland and Barrett. It took three years. But, like, you know, if I'd have given up properly and stopped harassing them, we wouldn't be there. 
I think it's a piece of financial advice because my products are zero VAT rated. I found out fairly early on that if I become VAT registered, even though I don't need to become VAT registered, I can claim back the VAT. Oh, really? Because my product, yeah, my products are zero rated. So it, that's made a difference to cash flow because I can get the, the VAT back. So I wouldn't have known that, but it was a consultant that I was working with who, who told me about it. So I would say that's been, you know, an actual tangible made a tangible difference yeah i need to have a word with my accountant yeah he didn't tell me that (laughs) but not everybody they don't tell you these things you know (laughs) i'll be on the phone to him after this let's flip it what's the worst piece of advice you've ever been given oh ditch your values ditch your values if you're trying to do something a bit different you're trying to do it better and by that i mean you know sustainability health in in the case of um, earth nuts there's always going to be a more convenient and there's always going to be a cheaper way to achieve what you're trying to achieve. But the point is you want to do it in a different way. And so you will meet a lot of people along your way who are saying, oh, just give up on that. It's not working. Just do it this way. It could happen quicker. You can make the big time and all this. And while that can be really tempting, I think if you do that, you take away your USP, right? Because quite often the artisanal um, emerging brands are there to make a difference and they're doing that by being different and sort of holding to those values don't go for it we had a lot of our friends are very wealthy very well off and as you said it's a massive risk it's you know i think a lot for a lot of entrepreneurs it's your personal money and when you start putting your own cash in something it's very different to working for someone and so we were told by loads of people you know restaurants fail food concepts fail don't do it you're going to regret it and we we pushed on you know claire's my wife she she gave me a full back in and we just went for it i think it's be yourself that's been the worst on you <laughs> i think it's because i mean it might be the way that i internalized it because i wasn't who i wanted to be looking up to at that time there were so many things that were wrong with me and if i just went with being myself um i just hit a wall and then i had to go back in within myself and change things about me to be now being able to being myself so can i can i slightly flip that or even adjust that yeah. perspective would it be a case of imposter syndrome oh absolutely thank right. you for saying As that i completely forgot about yourself. that that's quite harsh on yourself yeah. do you know what i mean yeah that's something i'm Sounds working like imposter on syndrome pre-mindset shift yeah yeah i think that it's, it's more about less about one specific piece of bad advice and more about negative and restricted thinking so that's something i always try and block out um, there's a really great book called the art of impossible and it talks about impossible with a little eye and impossible with a big eye. And impossible with a little eye are the things that people have already done. They might look really hard, but someone's already done it. And if they've done it, then so can you. And the big eyes are the things that no one's done. But if you can think about it and work towards it, then why can't you be the first person to do it? So let's talk about your business life and the realities around it. Um, are you facing any challenges at the moment? I would say two. So as like from a business standpoint, uh, I've really seen like I've tried to do like sales and e-commerce and the fact that like Brexit is like I still face the consequences of Brexit to export to Europe and I didn't realize how hard it was going to be to navigate and start exporting like exporting so I think that would be one big one yeah but you're getting through it yeah I'm getting through it but it just requires so much research and I think a lot of small businesses are still facing like the consequences of it yeah absolutely. and also from like another standpoint the fact that like the economy is like changing right now and uh, like what I do is wellness. Sometimes it's not always on the front of like people's minds. So let's see like purchasing power and like how much it is a priority for people in the future. 
Yes, uh, olive oil. Uh, there's been a lot of growing news coverage all around the world with shortages, price increases. The last year alone, exponentially, the prices have gone up wholesale around 110%. And that's down to like a kind of, it's a ripple effect of, of whether it's been shortages, whether it's been weather conditions, even contamination in certain territories. And, you know, all the, all the countries are kind of watching each other mm. and kind of seeing what's going on. And it's, <laughs> it's almost like a stock market game almost. Everyone's kind of waiting for the harvest to come before the prices are being set. But this particular year, more than ever, there's, you know, there's going to be a significant increase with all of that. So the major issues are cost-based, um, cost increases. And yeah, from our business perspective, we completely changed our supply chain over the last year to ensure that we can have organic products at an affordable price without increasing our retail. We've done it, but well done. It's, it's been quite hard work. Yeah. Is there any health-related advice you could offer to founders, entrepreneurs who are really out there, you know, on the grind, giving it their all? Focus on your own health. It's simple. There is no business. You will not have a business if you don't have your own health. Mm. So, you know, make sure you have that time for yourself. Fantastic. Every day. Every single day. Every right? day. It's got to be a daily practice. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure, for sure. Absolutely. Organization is, is absolutely key. And I know that's tricky in, in a, especially in a city like London. If, you, if you're living here, operating from here. I mean, um, good advice from, from a friend and is, is actually, you know what? Um, sort of even having a, a therapist as well to sort of channel certain areas of your life. It's one thing I don't get about Brits. Like in America, it's completely normal, if not abnormal, to not have a therapist. To not have a therapist. Here, you only have a therapist if there's something if wrong there's with something. you. If there's something. It's, it's, um, it's shifting a little. It's shifting Nowadays, a little. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it needs to more. Yeah. It needs to more. Because, you know, it, it's, an intense, it's an intense environment it as is, well. Absolutely. So. If you don't have a proper sleep... Um, you cannot be productive, you cannot really sleep is key. do anything. So just ensure that... How many hours sleep do you get a night? Uh, seven hours, maybe on average. Uh, you so get seven hours sleep with two kids. How old are your kids? Four and seven. Jesus Christ, How they must sleep very well then. They sleep really well. I think a calm mom, calm children. So uh, that's the best advice. Very well put. Meditation. Meditation? All yeah. right. Are you a I daily practitioner? I'm trying. I'm struggling as well. But I noticed that meditation really helps my focus and it does work. If you're working in the evening, put a timer on. So good. So, <laughs> so good. It's so true. I, I'm awful at like, oh, I've just got one thing. I've just got, I What's didn't your quite cut get off? that done. What's your cutoff in the evening? Um, 9.30. Done. So yeah, yeah, like an hour and a half in the evening, you can do good work. After that point, I think you start being really inefficient yeah. and you can just keep, keep, keep It just going. becomes aggressive, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's rubbish. So yeah, set a timer and be strict with it. A big, big thank you to Diana Babix and the entire Nourish Awards team for having us. It was an absolute pleasure. Until next time.